Hallelujah to your name, O oh God. Father, we thank you for this evening. Thank you for this time of fellowship. Lord, let your word be made manifest in our lives today. Let us lift this house transformed. Let us lift this house lifted. Let us lift this house with a word from you. And let your name be glorified in our lives. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. And in the name of the Holy Spirit of God. Clap your hands and give God praise this evening. As you take your seats. Amen. I welcome everyone this evening. Thank you for making it to church. Uh, before we go into the word, I want you to scream out loud. Say, I stand on the promise of God. Ah, you're not terrified. I want you to scream out loud like someone who is terrified. You are faced with a lot of things and... There is no other help. Say, I stand on the promise of God. Now look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, where do you get your support from? What's their response? I stand on the promise of God. This evening, I'll be speaking on the acronym STAND. Seek, take, activate, nullify, and declare. Turn with me. You have your Bible. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 4. Thank you for defying the weather and making it to church. Obviously, you are not weather-looking Christians. There are some believers They say, oh, it's raining today, so I don't think I'll be able to make it to church. You know? It says, whereby are given unto us, what? Exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. Through loss. Somebody say, I have escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. Say, I have escaped it. Amen. The New Living Translation says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. The Apostle Peter in this scripture stated clearly that the promises of God are what? Great and precious. The promises of God are great and they are precious. Now let this be on record. That we can live the God kind of life here on earth when we believe and are able to operate within his promise. I'll say that again and let this be on record. We, you and I, believers, Christians, can live 
the God kind of life here on earth when we believe and are able to operate with his precious promises. And so your operation as a believer is hinged on you believing in his precious promises. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13, it says, Wherefore, take you on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to what? Oh, you're sleeping on me. Having done all, do what? Having done all, do what? Stand. In standing, you begin to function just like God. In standing, you come to a place of understanding his precious promises. Understanding the promises of God towards your life. And so, this five letters, number one, you need to seek the promise of God. Somebody say, seek the promise of God. Now, God's promises cover every challenge. Every challenge a life could possibly bring at you, it is covered by the promise of God. And so, we do not operate in the natural sense. We operate as supernatural deities when we hold tenaciously to these promises and actualize them. And so, for example, if there's a challenge of sickness, what is the promise of God towards you concerning sickness? Huh? That you are healed. That by his stripes, you have been made whole. And so, for you to operate and activate in that promise, you have to seek that promise. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And so, until you seek for it, you cannot find it. The Bible says, ask and what? Seek and you shall what? And so, if you don't seek the promise of God, you will not find the promise of God. And so there is a need to seek for this divine promise as it relates to whatever situation that you're facing. And so if you are facing challenges in your finances, what do you do? You seek the promise of God towards finances. If you are faced with death, you seek the promise of God for long life. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? What else? What else? If you are looking for success, you seek the promise of God for success. Why? Because his promise covers everything that can ever happen to mankind. The Bible says that he has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
and so for example when a lawyer is before the judge he's trying to plead his case what does he do he looks for facts evidences and examples to buttress that case and so you hear things like my lord in malcolm versus Xavier, 1937, as quoted in section this, subsection this. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because for him to be able to win that case, he looks for things, antecedents, what has happened before. The Bible says that these things that happened to us, it is not new. It has happened to man before. And so you are not the first to go through it. Are you going through turmoil? Jesus went through a tough time. But he will say, Father, let your will be done. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Oh, say, I don't know, I'm sick in my body. The woman with the issue of blood went through her, her own face of sickness. So there is always something relatively evident that you can look back on and say, if Jesus could do it for this person, he can do it for me. I don't know if I'm making sense to anybody. Blind Bartimaeus got his healing as a result of seeking the promise of healing. He heard Jesus was passing by. Not only did he hear that Jesus was passing by, his mind was already set on the fact that Jesus is known for healing. And so if, he, if I have the opportunity that he's passing by where I am, I better shout for my healing. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And so it's important to seek the promise. Go back to the reference. Precedents. Are you faced with war? The Bible talks about the King Jehoshaphat. He was told that kingdoms are coming against you. The Bible says he turned to God. Hezekiah was told... Pack up your house. Put your house in order for today you will die. The Bible says he turned his face to the wall and began to remind God. Somebody say seek the promise. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 21. Thank you Holy Spirit. I will. It says, produce your curse, say it the Lord. What does it say? Come on, read it out loud like you know it. Say it who? Continue. Bring forth, go back, bring forth your strong reason, say it the king of Jacob. Let me see what you are reminding me of. Produce your cause. Bring forth your strong reason. Say so it the Lord. It's important, child of God, that we seek this promise. Because what you seek, you will find. 
Now, it, you may not find it when you want to, but somehow, I don't know if anybody has been in that situation where you misplace something and you look for it frantically, you don't find it. But one day, you are just sitting on the bed or on the chair and you see it right there. And you're like... So guess what? You may not find it when you want it, but eventually you will find it when you need it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Number two, take the promise. Somebody say take the promise. It's not just okay to seek the promise or the promises. It is also very important that you lay hold on that promise. It is okay to say, I have sought for this miracle. It is also very important that you lay hold on that miracle. So, imagine this scenario. If you rent a car from a car rental company, Do you lay ownership to that car? Somebody talk to me. Why? Because it's not yours. You may ride in it. You may take pictures with it. You might even shoot a video with it. But at the end of the contract, you must return it back to the owner. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You will not live on a borrowed blessing. Amen. That amen can be better. Amen. You know, if somehow someone says, ah, ah, this your car is nice. How do you explain to them that, hey, it's actually not mine. No, I just borrowed it. It's, it's some way embarrassing, right? Right? I say it again. You will not live on a borrowed blessing. God will bless you. God shall bless you with your own. In the name of Jesus. And so, when that car is your own, there is a different feeling. When that car, can I get a car key quickly? When that car is your own, there's a way you... The, the key is always on this hand. True or false? Thank you. Thank you. You see, see, see. You, 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 you make a whole lot of noise about it. Especially if it's those, those keyless. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know, the, the ones you can start. Just imagine you have a Tesla. The self-drive you know, you know. Have, have, have you seen my Tesla? Let, let me turn it on for you. Huh. So you mean we're standing out here? You can actually, oh yeah. Vroom. Just a small thing. That's, that's just one of my toys. There's this confidence. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm not living on borrowed health. 
Ah, somebody's not hearing me. I'm not living on borrowed health. I lay hold to my healing. That was what Bartimaeus did. They told him, shut up. Jesus is not looking for people like you. The Bible says, and he screamed even more. He shouted. He said, no. Where I am, I'm tired of it. I have dwelt here too long. I need to move. Somebody say, I need to move. And so God wants us to take responsibility for our own. The woman with the issue of blood, she would always say to herself, if only I can touch. Let me tell you something. Before she saw Christ, before she touched the garment, she already saw herself being healed by touching that garment. I don't know if you're understanding me. Okay, fine. I know nobody has touched his garment before, but I don't mind being the first. I, I, I know nobody has, has tried coming closer, to, but I don't mind being the first. The Bible says she will go and press through the crowd. Lay hold on that promise. Lay hold on that breakthrough. God wants us to embrace his promise. He wants us to own it. He wants us to take them as our own. He says, I have given it unto you. Just take it. You know, Joseph, in his dying moments, would say to his kinsmen, promise me something. That the day you get out of Egypt, you'll take my body with you. He didn't mind if he did not see the exodus from Egypt. But he made them swear that they will take his body. That means that even before Moses became the deliverer, there was somebody that was already believing for a deliverance. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. He, he didn't know Moses. Moses wasn't even born. But he knew deliverance will come. And he will say, in the day of deliverance, even if I am dead. I don't know if you understand what this means. Like, I'm not even living. I, I know I won't see the deliverance. But please, let my bones, let my bones be a partaker of the deliverance. And guess what? God will bring about this deliverance not because of Moses but because of the word spoken by Joseph. That no matter how long they will be in slavery I need to honor the word of that man. I don't know if somebody's understanding what I'm saying. 
lay hold to the promise. Lay hold to the promise. What was that promise? He knew that Egypt was not the end point for the seed of Abraham. Somebody here, you are at Mara, where the water is so bitter, there is no sweetness, nothing good, nothing good. You are at a breaking point, you are at a roadblock, you are at a place where you are asking God, what next? Look at his promise. Look at his promise. He will not go back on his word. If he says it, he will do it. He will bring it to pass. Number three, somebody shall activate. Come on, come on, shout it out loud. Say activate. You know, sometimes you don't scream like young people. <laughs> Somebody shout it out loud. Say activate. activate. What does activate mean? To activate means to give life to a thing. When the mother hen lays her eggs, she tries to make sure that you won't see those eggs to eat. So what does she do? She sits over them. She provides the right environment for those eggs to have life. The warmth they need. The protection they need. The covering they need. When we give life, write this down, to God's promises, we, we give life to the promises of God when we create the right environment. Now, how do we create this right environment? By wrapping our minds around his promises. Psalms 39, verse 4. Wrapping our minds around his promises. Daily meditating on his word. It says, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I am. That I may know how frail I am. This is David. This is David speaking. Continue. This is David speaking. Let me meditate on his word. Let me know what his plan for my life is. Let me tell you some child of God. There is a right environment for the promise of God to thrive upon. 
You know, on Sunday we were talking about the seeds. Some fell by the wayside. Some fell among the rocks. Some fell and the, 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 the thorns choked it up. And some fell on the good ground. Now, why did the other seeds not produce the desired result? Because the environment was not suitable for it. And so, when you seek the promise, when you take the promise, in activating the promise, you must create a serene environment. There are some areas that you naturally would not want to stay. Not because they don't have houses there, but because the, you, the environment does not suit your life or suit your style. True or false? There are certain events you wouldn't want to go to. Not because those events are not good, but because those events don't soothe your life. Or suit your pattern of living. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And so, you must create an enabling environment. Somebody say create an enabling environment. Now, the next one. Very important. You must nullify contrary opinions. What did I say? Say it out loud. Now, the Bible says that the devil is moving to and fro like a what? Doing what? Looking for whom he may devour. Now, don't think that is your body is looking to devour. No. Because your body is not important to him. What is important to him to devour is your mind. Somebody hear what I'm saying? Because if he can get your mind, it's only a matter of time he will get your body. So, the devil is overly concerned about stealing the word of God in our hearts and replacing it with the seeds of doubt. And so like we saw on Sunday, the seed fell. They were excited. They were joyed. But at the sight of temptation and trials, they gave up on the word. Anybody here, you have a baby, and then you hold the baby from a 50-story building like this. Say, so see my baby. Hello, world. I want to show you my baby. This is my baby. She looks like me. He looks like me. Look at my baby. You throw him up. You catch him. Do you do that? Do you do that? No. Why? Because you treasure that child. And so what do you do? Huh? Talk to me. 
you hold him close. Treasure the promise of God so much that you hold it so close. Now, if you have these pillars, it is hard for the enemy to sweep you off your feet. Nullify every contrary thought. God is going to open doors for you. Amen. So you get home. And your landlord is, ah, my brother, welcome home. Our Our church. Hope so you go well, oh. You pray for me, so. So you get into your house, and the first question you're asking is like, huh. Then in that place of thought, reasoning, and weakness, when will God open this door? Uh, are you not tired of the embarrassment? Just imagine. You, a few minutes ago, you were shouting amen, dancing. Just too sweet, I beg. You see? See? Now. You are thinking about it throughout the night and in the morning. BDC comes knocking on your door. We want to cut the light. <laughs> and as if that is not bad enough, the next thing you see a lot on your phone. Debit overdraft. I'll be overdrawn. Your account is now minus. You try to make call empty and say, Hello, do you know you are owing us money? Now, those kind of situations can bring doubt. That was what happened to Sarah. She got a promise. The same time Abraham got a promise. But you know what? She would laugh at the promise. But thank God for an Abraham that could faith for her. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Nullify every contrary word. For every amen you say, the devil is preparing a counter thought. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? For every amen you say, when, when the children of Israel were faced with Goliath, Everybody ran into hiding. Even those in the army were hiding. They were, ah, no, we cannot do this. Is it? No, 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 no. Have you seen the size of this guy? But it took a David. Let's look at 1 Samuel 17, verse 29. It took a David that would ask his brother, what have I now done? After he voiced out against Goliath, his brother Eliab came to him. David, do you think this one is sheep? Do you think? Oh, David. Do you think this one is lion and bear? 
And he will say to him, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? Verse 30, he said, and he turned from him towards another and spake the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former. He asked them, you guys are here. And this guy is cursing at the children of God, at the nation of Israel. Is there not a cause? If you all are comfortable in the family and the family keeps going down, is there not a cause? I refuse to accept every negative thought. I refuse to accept every thought that exalts itself above the name of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 and 5. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Because for anything to have life, it must first be imagined. Casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Anything that exalts itself against the promise of God, do not accept it. Yes, you're sick in your body, but I will not die. I'm coming out of it. Because I'm not, a, what you accept is yours. In this family, they don't move forward, though. Eh. Ah. Now, so, you've accepted it. In this family, they don't be quick, Mario. Eh. In this family, they are outcasts. Eh. And you, you take it in. You begin to cry. Oh, God. If I had you, God, why did you allow me to come? Oh, God, you should have just brought me from America. Shut up. You are not coming from any America. You are here. You are here. I refuse to let it stick. Is there not a cause? Let me tell you something. David was never in the lineage of kings. But the minute he heard that there was an opportunity, that is why I say, child of God, your Goliath is not a giant. It's an open door. It's a big open door. David could have as well taken to his heels. So, but not fit. Well, you push you just will be praying. I'll be I'll be praying. He could, he could have as I said, I will be praying for you. Make could just no not just uh, this thing is is too spiritual. He could have as well sat in the corner. But he heard. This is what the king is going to do. His family will never pay taxes. He will receive XYZ amount of gold and silver from the king's treasury. There is gold and there is gold in the king's treasury. 
That means he's not the one everybody gets, he will get. His family will never need to pay tax for life. And he will marry the king's daughter. Uh, 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 uh. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Zacchaeus knew there was a cause. What was the cause? I need a transformation in my life so no tree is too tall. They say I don't have height. All I need to do is to look for what will amplify my height. Is there not a cause? The four friends of the paralyzed man. Is there not a cause? How can we confidently be walking yet our friend cannot walk? Is there not a cause? They took him, broke through the ceiling, dumped him with Jesus. If you like, you say you are a healer, don't heal him. We will come for you. Jesus did not even look at the man and say you have faith. It, it was the faith of the men that brought him that made him home. Rise up, take your bed and go home. Is somebody hearing me? Nullify every eh? every contrary word. Nullify it. If it is not a promise of God, I don't accept it. If it's not the promise of God, I don't Number five, declare his promise. Declare his good works. Declare his word concerning your life. You know something? When your faith in God is strong, you will boldly declare his word. Jesus was not afraid to say it is written because he knew it was written. The woman that came to him and said, let just give us the crumbs. She knew. She knew that healing is the children's bread. The centurion that would say Jesus, don't, don't even bother coming to my house. Just speak the word. He knew that the word of Christ had the ability. He knew, he knew, he knew, he knew. Child of God, what do you know about the promises of Christ concerning you? Declare it. Don't shut up your mouth. Say it out loud. Speak it out loud. Shout it out loud. When David stood before Goliath, he was not afraid of the height of Goliath because he knew that if only he could declare the word of God concerning him, Goliath was a small fry. So guess what? He knew there was a big object standing before him, but he didn't see him as a human. As I said today, I will take off your head. He commonized the challenge. Some of us, we have exalted our problems before our God and made our God look so small. So we look at that sickness and say, ha, he big. We look at those bills, oh, he big. We look at the challenges, oh, I can't handle it anymore. Let me just end it. I think I'll be better off. We exalt these issues instead of us exalting our God. 
if for once you don't even have the strength or the heart to think of how big God is compared to the problem, just remember that the heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool. If that problem cannot get to the heavens, then it's not big enough. I don't know if you understood what I just said. Hmm. Hebrews chapter Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. It says, let your conversations be without covetousness and be content with such things that ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I love what it says in verse 6. It says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do to me. He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying with your mouth? These five pillars. Abraham, come. It is easy. He believes. He believes. He's born again. But it's easy when situations come. How many of you here you've seen a hurricane or a tornado? Not in, maybe not in real life. When, like in movies or something. I've been privileged to see a tornado several times. It is heavy. It does not care what is in its way. It will take it. Houses, cars, buildings, human, whatever. It's, if it's in its way, it will remove it. The situations of life come at you like tornadoes. Very heavy very painful. So when they hit you, it's possible for you to fall. It's possible for you to do what? To fall. Come back. But when you seek the promise, Mark, come. When you seek the promise, Stand right there. I'm looking for it. I have to find it. I've got to see it. I can't do without finding this promise. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? You seek the promise. You find it. You take it. Somebody say take it. I say come. Now you know it is your own. It's not for somebody else. You know, say, hey, I believe God for me through. Are you understand what I'm saying? I believe God for me through SA. But no, I believe God for me by me through Christ. Somebody hearing what I'm saying? It's your own. 
It's for you. The next thing. You do what? You activate. You do what? Moses, come. Create an enabling environment. Because now you don't know the next pressure that is coming. Are you understanding me? You don't know. You don't have an idea. Do you have an idea the next challenge that is coming? But what you know is that you will stand. Having done all, do what? Stand. Come. Quickly. You nullify every contrary word. You nullify every negative word. Ah, I'm not sure say you feel married till you be 35. Oh. You are who? You probably will be able to buy your first car when you are 40. You are who? You are. The way I'm looking at you is like your first better job is when you are 45. You are who? I reject it. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Now, you see, these pillars, the challenge does not even care what you are doing. He's moving around toe and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He's just moving. He's just moving. He doesn't care. He's just moving toe and fro, seeking whom he may devour, looking for what to tear apart. To find them around you. What's the last one? Declaring God's promise. Emma, come. Do you know what declaring God's promise does in this formation? He goes around. He goes around. I'm standing on his word. He goes around. I know I will not be sick. So even when the challenge comes, I must get him. I must get him. I must, he must be sick. He must I must get him down.
eat it. If there is anything I love about God, He's very good at completing projects. I don't know if somebody's. Can, can we have those batteries changed? Can, 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 I, I don't understand what I'm saying. He does not know how to start a project and not complete it. And so he'll say, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. He didn't make the head and not make the body. I don't know if you're hearing me. He, he, he didn't give him a complete body and, and, and not give him a soul. Because the Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says that he breathed the breath of life upon him. And so, if I can stand, if I can seek, if I can take his promise, if I can activate his promise, if I can nullify every contrary thought, and continue to declare his word. With long life he will satisfy me. Healing is my portion. Open doors is my portion. I'm not going under. Let your words begin to walk for you. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Stand! Haven't done all. It may not work how you want it to. But I'll stand. Stand on your feet. In the next 60 minutes I want you take your stand take your stand take your stand if you are not satisfied with where you have been take your stand if you are not convinced of where you have been take your stand open your mouth pray that prayer right now <laughs>